The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So yesterday morning we talked a little bit about working with fatigue. And um, this morning I was noticing uh, the, the mind kind of moving into the space of what, what I now experience more as um, release, but that has ver- it's a lot of similarities to fatigue or spacing out, sleepiness. And so I wanted to describe that process that I experienced this morning um, just because it, it, it might be supportive in terms of working with a, a mind that is uh, tired. So what I noticed, and this is actually the, the piece that I've been pointing to, you know, the, the broader receptive experience of a sleepiness or spacing out, it's, it's not a specific kind of experience. It, it, feels, it feels more like you're falling back into into something. Um, so there's a, a kind of more of a feeling of vastness or broadness in that experience. Um, and what I noticed this morning was a kind of an alternation between the mind that narrows and focuses and, you know, it's like, trying to figure something out or do something or um, and that mind that feels uh, more um, more spacious and what I noticed again was this um, so there was a mind that was wanting to do something and the first time I just noticed it naturally let go of that doing and it felt like, so the, 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 the piece that I want to point to is what it felt like when the mind let go of focusing, of trying to figure something out. And this, the, the, I was, there, was a, there was awareness of that trying to figure something out. It, so that, this was what I spoke about yesterday, that experience of the mind narrow, being narrow and focused. That's what I was noticing. I wasn't particularly... attending to or even really cognizant of what it was the mind was trying to do. I just felt the energy of the mind like going searching, looking, kind of figuring. So there was a a kind of energy of that. It feels like the, the mind is kind of narrowed like that. And then the first time I felt it just release, and this is I think what prompted me to want to speak about it, that feeling of the mind letting go of that narrowing felt like the experience of that was very like the experience just as you're falling asleep. So it's, it's kind of the mind releasing, uh, letting go of being, um, having an agenda in a way. And that happens as we fall asleep. And so the experience of the mind letting go like that has a quality of, well, it's it's incredibly pleasant. (laughs) And it has this feeling of the mind just kind of uh, softening and spreading. And there was also a feeling of, of real ease in the inner body. 
the uh, the mind could really um, was really attentive to that, and so uh, didn't fall asleep. But it has very much that quality of feeling like the mind is getting ready to fall asleep when it lets go into that um, tiredness or into that space of non uh, focus. And so I wanted to point to that because it's it's you know I've been exploring this for a number of years and um, that experience now I I recognize as what I call release rather than sleepiness. And again, the the language around it being helpful and um, to 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 name it as sleepiness, you know, we might think, oh, this is a problem. I can't be mindful of this. But you know, actually, it creates a different experience of mindfulness. And what I noticed in that release is is kind of the the senses. They were not precise by any means, but the senses were were clear. The mind was aware of hearing and aware of some amount of body, but it was mostly aware of that feeling of ease and softness and pleasure in the mind as it let go of that. And this happened a number of times during the sitting um, where the habit of doing kicked back in and... um, there is also now associated with this process a habit of, oh, let go. <laughs> so a kind of, there's the, the doing of the, the narrowing, which is kind of more conscious, uh, unconscious habit, and then a, a practiced habit of releasing that doing, which I am at this point noticing that as an extra doing, and just like, okay, just, you know, the mind is wanting to do the searching thing right now, so we'll just be with that, and notice what that's like, and notice the subtle tension of that, and notice the narrow focus of that, and then, and then there would be the feeling of release again, and the feeling of, of kind of the dropping and uh, spreading, kind of a falling feeling and feeling the the shift and ease of that. So a number of times it went back and forth between those two. Um, but I, I, what I mostly wanted to point to was the experience of that release moving from focused to receptive awareness can have that quality of feeling like, well, it, it's a letting go but it can feel like the mind is, is it, it takes some trust to recognize that it doesn't necessarily mean the mind is wandering or falling asleep. And so that's, I just thought I'd offer that. Yeah. So this is this question of energy and the state, uh, kind of the hypnagogic state that we've been exploring, that place of release, and sometimes sometimes images, sometimes a feeling of spacing out, the low energy aspect of that state, um, and the difference, per, or is there a connection between energy and that state, um, has prompted some kind of new thoughts in my mind about this topic. Um, so this is, may come out, and I'm not sure how this is going to come out. <laughs> I've not spoken of this before. But this, this is my intuition. This is my sense. Um, I would say that generally, in my experience, it has felt like this exploration around the, the hypnagogic state, the spacing out state, does happen when 
what, what I will now say is a conventional low energy state where we have an idea of I'm tired or, um, you know, it would be hard to maybe get up and, you know, run a marathon or, <laughs> you know, so, so conventionally there may be low energy. Um, and, and this has actually been a, a big place of, of exploration for myself in mindfulness is around those conventionally low energy states. What, I'm, what, what your question prompted in me is a kind of a difference potentially between in what we think of as con- conventionally low energy, tired, not able to, um, to function, maybe our mind isn't able to put thoughts together. So maybe conventionally uh, left brain low energy. Right, the left brain being the one that that tends to be responsible for control and uh, agenda and things like that. So, so that that conventional, you know, I'm going to do things. I'm going to take care of things. Low energy in that sense. Um, that that the, the exploration around this has come largely for me with that kind of conventional low energy, and. Um, what I think is actually happening is that we associate our meditative energy with that conventional energy, and I think they're different things. It makes so much sense, because um, one way to... I mean, you, we could put that layer oh, over it. Is it okay if you're uh, yeah, being recorded? Okay. <laughs> we could put that layer over it that um, this means I'm tired. Actually, I wasn't thinking that this morning. So the other thing, you know, and the mind doesn't want to get up and go out and do a lot, that's different from it not being able to get up and go out and do a lot. Yes. It just has no inclination. And it's, in that way, it's a little bit more like concentrated states where yeah. it does not want to move outward. Yes. And so that's, that's a different kind of energetic experience. Um, and so I think it's really interesting to explore the what we think of as conventional energy. And this is the first time I've even used that language, conventional energy. Um, so, you know, I don't know what, you know, the Buddha would say about this, but this is from my own experience, the, the sense of there being a, a kind of a tiredness around conventionally how I would engage in the world, or maybe a disinclination through settledness of mind in terms of that. That's a different form of that. Um, and yet there is, a, maybe it's the right brain, you know, maybe it's the side of the mind that is more receptive. It's like that part of the mind has its, it seems to have its own energy stores, its own energy capacities. And uh, I think a lot of what we're doing in meditation is beginning to, to connect to that and there's not, it's not that there's not a connection between those two because we can use our conventional energy to begin to tap into that um, less conventional energy, the, the more... I don't know what I'd call that, but um, it's kind of an energy that comes, again, with an establishment of mindfulness. Um, and the, the description of this in, uh, in the suttas is um, that energy results from the four wise efforts. Okay, that brings me to uh, part two of my question. Can I record part two of your question? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Um, So 
as I was in that state and I was like, hmm, I could do this forever kind of feeling, then I started to think, okay, what's right effort in this case? Because part of me was, a, was sort of telling itself, don't slip into dullness here. Don't just drift with no awareness of what it's drifting to. Yes. So, or the experience of drifting. So there's different ways to be aware in that space. It's like, you know, the, the drifting goes to, that would be more object-based. We can also be aware of the experience of drifting. That's more of a chitta, right? Yes, that's aware of the mind. Yeah. And, you know, wise, and, or, or the, the faculty of energy, in terms of the five faculties of, of, of faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration, wisdom, the faculty of energy is established through the wise efforts. Once that energy is established, maybe the wise effort is not actually you know, needed to be engaged because the energy results from that and that energy can support the mindfulness. So you're already in maintain. You're, you're, it's like you're you, already you in move that... move from cultivate into maintain. Yes. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's maintained through awareness as opposed to necessarily through a doing activity. Right. So there's this whole field of whether awareness is a doing or a state and that's a big it's very important at a certain point i would say that in general awareness mindfulness what seems to be the description in the four 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 foundations of, of mindfulness the satipatthana sutta is it describes how to establish mindfulness through practices so through attending to the breath, through noticing changes in posture, through being aware of, of, of mind states, knowing, uh, you know, anger is happening in the mind, not, you know, anger is not arising in the mind. So just the awareness of that. But you know, as Gil has, has pointed to, it does seem that mindfulness is more of a state than something we do. What we do is direct attention or recognize, and, and sometimes that attention might be directed to the experience of awareness itself, but that the process of establishing mindfulness, there is a doing in order to establish it, but that doing is not mindfulness itself. It's, 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 it, um, it supports for the... Esta- it's, it's in, in effect, I think mindfulness is more like concentration. It's a state... I mean, and that's what we, that's when mindfulness is established, that's when it's really powerful, when it's, when we're not having to try to do it. Right, so some writers include remembering to be mindful, remembering to come around to awareness as part of mindfulness, but this is distinguishing remembering from the Maybe state, we should just yeah. call it sati. And, and, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what the Buddha would say about this. So, you know, there's a lot of controversy. And you know, as I said early this, this week, you know, I don't, you know, the more I practice this, the less confident I am I can define mindfulness. But I do, I, the more I do experience this establishment of mindfulness in moments, for times, for stretches, the more I understand it as a state as opposed to um, an activity. Yeah. It's a, it's a state that's established through an activity. 
and it needs a speci- it does need cultivation it's like we can't just wait around <laughs> for it to happen it's not going to happen unless we consciously establish it using the perspective of a wise view so that's where it's that's where it's um powerful is when wise view and that state of mindfulness are established together So the, the question about uh, what is the difference, is there a difference or uh, between being aware of what is going on and being, uh, and being aware that you are aware of what's going on? And what I was saying is that there's, in our experience, there's different aspects to experience. There's things that are happening, so that includes physical contact, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, and things going on in our mind, like emotions, thoughts, moods. Um, these are all experiences, or sometimes I use the language objects of experience. That's the language that I think Mahasi Sayadaw <laughs> points to. Um, uh, so the objects of experience. And then there's the mind in relationship to those objects, um, which includes consciousness, the knowing of experience. It includes perception, the recognition of experience. It includes feeling, whether experience is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Those three, I would say, are kind of the, the, the real uh, basic what of our experience. The, the recognition, the, the, the the knowing, the perceiving, and the feeling. And then there are also other things like, you know, um, attitudes, agendas, beliefs, views that can inform how we look at experience. Um, So there's what's happening and how we are with it. Whether we're mindful or not, that's all going on. This is uh, partly the teaching on the five aggregates, the description of these processes of body and mind that are happening all the time. That's kind of our tumbling on of being human, is that the process of consciousness, of perception, of feeling, of mental formations, of volitional uh, activity of the mind and our body processes just kind of doing their thing in our day. And so that's a description of our experience in the most basic level is, is these, these five aggregates. When we become mindful, we can become mindful of any aspect of that. It may be that we are mindful of bodily experience, of the contact. And, and so the attention may be more on the, the knowing of the, the movement of the body, um, and in that space, there can be mindfulness and not quite so much the clarity that you are mindful of that object. But I'd say it's heading in the direction of that. Um, and then there is also, you know, more of the clarity of, yes, what I know right now is contact. You know, hardness, pressure, dryness. Hearing, and so there's there's an uh, a, awareness that I know the objects of experience. That's when mindfulness begins to become more established when we are aware that we are aware of objects, and then there is also a different you know an awareness of how the mind is. So an awareness of the knowing, an awareness of mindfulness itself, an awareness of. Um, 
uh, feeling or perception. So kind of stepping back into the mind and becoming aware. So, so there's kind of like the, the, the two sides of our experience, what's known and how we know it. And the mindfulness can become aware of either side of that, including mindfulness itself. And uh, some of what we've been talking about this morning around noticing how the mind is functioning, like I said, we could, we could recognize the... the um, uh, what were you talking about, Liz? The, the drifting. drifting mind. Um, and we could become aware of what the mind drifts to. That would be more object. Or the experience of the mind drifting to different things that we can be mindful of in that experience. Um, and, and sometimes that, that's a, what you're talking about. That could be an area that you're exploring too, is, is beginning to be curious about the awareness itself, the mindfulness itself. To me, it doesn't feel like, what it doesn't feel like when I become aware of mindfulness, it doesn't feel like I'm turning around and looking at mindfulness. It feels more like I'm falling back or stepping back into a mindfulness or into the knowing of what the mind is doing. So it can feel a little bit like I'm receded from the objects, like receded from what the mind is drifting to, or like this morning when I talked about the mind uh, kind of focusing. It's like, I don't know what it was focusing on. It was like, it was off doing something. And I was just like, okay, yeah, the mind's focused. Okay. And so there was a little bit of detachment from what it was the mind was focused on and more of the recognition of focusing experience and feeling the kind of pressure and tension associated with that focusing. Um, So when we're more back in awareness of the mind, there is often a feeling of being stepped back from the objects. But it sounds like your description this morning was more kind of in the direction of of the place what where, where mindfulness is beginning to begin to infiltrate a little more and there's the recognition maybe of at a subtle level, a kind of it's like, you know, not quite fully aware, but also not lost. And so, you know, the, it can be possible in that space to, to kind of, oh, this is mindfulness. And, and that can add a little bit more... Um, uh, support to the recognition of that state. But we can't control that usually, right? So it, it will happen or it won't. In retrospect, though, you noticed there was something different going on or that there was a, a kind of a, an awareness. And so you might just, you know, that this kind of retrospective awareness can be useful in that in the future, in, in an experience like that, you might it might add some curiosity. It's not like you're going to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage a trying to be mindful there, but just maybe a curiosity of that experience of being more fully aware of being in touch with what you are aware of. Yeah. And I'm going to be in the same conference this morning. So well. Great. So, yeah, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Probably in a different chair, but that's okay. Thank you.